And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Eric Andrus, and this is How to Be a Grown-Up Presents Celeste Kaufman. Celeste is an Alabama-based, professionally licensed counselor and the brilliant driving force behind Quiet Mind Collective, an online tool to help those that struggle with anxiety. She is a powerful voice for positivity and self-empowerment in the health and wellness sphere. I had the privilege of having Celeste as a guest on this show in May of 2016, and I knew then that I needed to help ensure as many people as possible could benefit from her wonderful message. Her work in her practice and her online presence has helped people the world over to push themselves towards calm and empowered daily routines. Her show will take many different shapes, but will always be dedicated to helping you live the happy, healthy and productive life that you deserve to be living. So let's sit back, let's relax and listen to Celeste Kaufman and let's learn to live our life on purpose. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. This is the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast, and I am your host for today, Celeste Kaufman. Can I just say how incredibly grateful I am to be speaking to you today? It has always been just a huge dream of mine to help people and to do it while chatting up a storm. Talking is one skill that I mastered early, and I just got really good at it through practice, practice, practice. In the South, we call that being a motor mouth. And I assume that's a word that's used in other parts of the country, but I don't know. Um, Regardless, communications are a talent of mine. And I have to tell you that it takes some guts to get up in front of a crowd of people. We're, We're getting thousands of downloads for this podcast, so thank you. But that means when I get up in front of this microphone and say that I'm, I think I'm good at something, well, that makes me cringe a little bit. It's pretty vulnerable to say that you think you have a talent or to say that you believe that you're valuable. A friend of mine who's applying for jobs just can't get in the habit of thinking about and talking about the things he's really good at. It just doesn't feel natural to most of us to say that we're worthy. Do you know what does come really easily though? Saying that we're not worthy. It's true. Saying bad things about ourselves, downplaying our accomplishments, putting ourselves down, we're really good at that. It's called negative self-talk. So this is the portion of the show here. If you're a note taker, you're going to want to write that term down, negative self-talk. 
If you decide to take a psychology class somewhere, probably that'll be at least one of the terms on your test. So I did you a little favor here. <laughs> what is negative self-talk? I know it sounds pretty self-explanatory. It's negative and it's talking to yourself. <laughs> did you know that all of us talk to ourselves all day long? Yeah, we laugh about it, and I'm sure you've heard an older person joke that they're senile because they've begun talking to themselves, but truly, we all do talk to ourselves all day long. And do you know what that sometimes sounds like? Why do you have to be such an idiot? Everybody is looking at you. Don't talk to that girl. She would never even give you the time of day. She'll just laugh at you if you try. Another C in math. Is there some malfunction with you in your brain? Get it together. Harsh, right? Do you ever hear anything like that in your head where you're talking down to yourself? I mean, I sure do. And it was really bad when I was a teenager. In fact, I was a teeny tiny skinny little person. I'm talking five foot seven and 90 pounds maybe. And I would tell myself that my thighs were too fat. I would tell myself that I was only valuable if I made sure that I stayed a size one and I'd beat myself up if the scale showed that I gained even just a pound or two, which just in case you don't know, is totally normal. Our bodies fluctuate a pound or so here and there because of water weight and just randomness. But when you're talking negatively to yourself, you don't believe that's true. You believe the lie that you're not valuable as a person. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself is to learn about negative self-talk and to cut it out of your life, or at least try your best to do it. Negative self-talk creeps in on all of us sometimes, and I'll tell you, a huge part of my job as a counselor involves helping people point out their negative self-talk and then correct it. I can't tell you how often people come in to see me so beaten down that they're saying things like, I'm useless, or I'm worthless, or why does anyone even put up with me? I'm such a loser that I just drag everybody down. It breaks my heart to hear that. So I'm challenging you today to learn how to cut out the negative self-talk and to learn to love yourself as the wonderful, brilliant, unique, and beautiful person that you are. I have three practical ways that you can learn how to do this. So it's time to get out your pencils again and take a few notes. Number one, when you hear negative self-talk in your head, immediately say, uh, out loud if you can, say stop. That's right, stop. And after you say stop, then counter that negative self-talk you just heard with a more accurate statement. So if you find yourself thinking, everybody is looking at me, I'm such a klutz, then say stop and give a counter argument to that statement that you just said. So it might sound something like, well, sometimes I am clumsy and sometimes some people do look at me, but it's not really everyone. And in reality, they probably don't ever even think about it again. Okay, see how easy that was? So those are your steps. Hear the negative self-talk, say stop, and then correct it with a more accurate statement. Okay, number two. The second way you can remember to cut out negative self-talk and learn to love yourself is to keep a happy file. 
a happy file. A happy file is a place where you keep all of the positive compliments you've received so that you can go back and look at them when you're feeling less confident. Now, uh, your happy file could be electronic or digital, where maybe you just copy and paste nice things that people have said about you. Or your happy file could be a notepad or anything. My happy file is actually a little bucket where I keep slips of paper with compliments people have said about me or testimonials my clients have given me on surveys. Sometimes I'll slip in a comment an instructor has written on something I turned in for a class. Or maybe it might be a printout of an email somebody sent me giving me a compliment or a little note that one of my students or my clients write for me. It could be anything. And if you look hard for a compliment someone has given you, even a small one, you'll find one. I mean, I'll challenge you to do that today. Listen for a compliment, no matter how small that somebody gives you today. Write that down and start your happy file today. So number three, the third way to learn that you're worthy is to take time to show someone else that they are valuable and wonderful. We just talked about the happy file, and maybe you don't think you can find a compliment about yourself. Okay, well then how about this? Get your friends together one night with some index cards and some pens, and have everyone write one positive comment about everyone else in the room. This can be anonymous, or you can sign your names to them, but the idea is that everyone writes one positive note card to everyone else in the room. There's your instant happy file right there. Two birds with one stone. We did this once in one of my college classes, and even though it was almost 20 years ago, I still have those cards and look at them when I need a confidence boost. I remember someone wrote on one of my cards, you have a very calming voice. Isn't that a funny thing to remember for so many years? But I'll tell you, it helps my confidence when I go on air with you guys. So in this third strategy, you're... Uh, teaching other people that they are valuable also, and that will help you see value in yourself too. So now you have those three practical ways to cut out self-talk that's negative and to remember your own value and unique worthiness as a person. I hope that you'll take my challenge to heart and that you really will spend some time recognizing how particularly perfect you are in every way. No, no one is actually perfect. I'm doing air quotes here. But what I mean is that you are perfectly you. You are perfectly made, even with your imperfections, your quirks, or your little oddities. And ladies and gentlemen, no one else can play the role on this earth that you were born to play. I truly do believe that. And I have evidence to back that up. So be sure you show up and show off your wonderful talents to the world today, that you encourage others to see their own gifts, and that always, always, you live your life on purpose. Have to remember it for the final exam, right? So let's compare that with just studying 30 minutes of anatomy every night between now and the test on Friday. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, night, four nights. So let's say you're just going to go over your notes or your flashcards for 30 minutes a day. So you're actually studying less hours than you would have if you crammed on Thursday night for three hours, right? But you know what? Brain research tells us that you will retain what you've learned better 
if you spread your studying out into small chunks over several days. It's the 20 mile march again. It's consistent action. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to throw down a challenge for you today. I want you to take out a fresh sheet of paper, better yet, a fresh journal, and I want you to write down your big goal that you want to see happen in, let's say, 30 days. By the end of the month, what is your goal? Now, you have to make it something realistic. It's probably not realistic to say you're going to get a record deal in 30 days if you never sang a note in your life, right? <laughs> but I dare you to pick a goal that you should realistically be able to achieve within 30 days. Now, take that goal and look at it really carefully and ask yourself, what's the 20 mile march? What could you or should you do consistently every day for the next 30 days to make it happen? And if you have trouble with this, maybe talk to your guidance counselor at school if you're a student or talk to a mentor or talk to someone else who's achieving their goals. Sometimes just having someone put a second set of eyes on your goals will help you create an action plan of small steps. And the key with those small steps is that they're consistent on a regular basis. Now, ladies and gentlemen, go forth and march those 20 miles a day. If you want to read more about the 20 mile march, I'm taking a lot of the information from today's podcast from theartofmanliness.com. So please do check them out and learn more about the 20 mile march. Whatever you need to do to take consistent action, do it. I cannot wait to hear what you achieve. So until next time, I'm Celeste Kaufman, and I want to urge you and challenge you to live your life on purpose.